0: And welcome to Mark's Musings. I'm Mark, and I'm out here in nature today spending time with my Native American Tarot deck by Magda and J.A. Gonzalez. Um, The deck was made in 1982. It was sent to me by my mother not too recently. Um, Magda is half Irish, half Shawnee. Her mother was a spirit seeker, her father was a gypsy her husband is of spanish descent and he's been into tarot his whole life um she's been into the spiritual world ouija board seances all sorts of divination and um she just felt called to really capture that native american symbolism and that spirituality in this deck just absolutely and beautifully captures that Symbolism and the spirit of the North American indigenous tribes. And um, I have slight in Native American descent. Um, I wouldn't show up on any DNA test, but I've spent my life at powwows and mingling with these people and starting a relationship with them. And they are my family. And um, I have a soft spot and a real strong connection to... Especially the indigenous peoples of America, but the indigenous peoples all across the globe who have suffered at the hands of usually very specifically the Europeans, (laughs) you know, the aboriginal Australians, to name one. And they're actually still going through a lot of hard struggles, just like our Native American tribes you know they're still fighting to get back what was wrongfully taken from them but i'm spending a little bit of time with this deck today and in nature and i think we all should do that spend a little bit more time in nature and just truly appreciating the beauty of it just the abundance of life if we all just listen for five seconds In that five seconds you can hear a chorus of birds I don't know if you can pick up all the subtle sounds of the creatures running through the brush or the crickets and other insects adding to the chorus the amount of plant life and fungus and just that absolute serenity and beauty of the energy of nature that we all lose and today we're looking at the moon and the devil the moon in this deck um there's a wolf right in the forefront of course there's also a wolf up on a Plateau in the background, his silhouette highlighted by the snow-laden mountaintop. There's actually three moons in the sky, it looks like. looks like we have a new moon, a waning crescent moon, and then there's a blue moon, but there's a tribesman in the moon pulling back a bow. I don't see the arrow in it, but his arm's on the forefront, so where the arrow would be he'd be blocking it so um but the moon card in traditional tarot and usually all through tarot decks um the moon represents illusions, um manifestation, things kind of coming to the forefront. You know, you go from the new moon to the full moon and it works, you know, crescent, gibbous, Half moon and or well, crescent, half moon, gibbous moon, and then full moon, and that's when all the manifestations come to play. That's where things show themselves. Everything that you know you've worked for, or everything, whatever it is, but it's just the way life works. When you start a project, you're starting at your new moon, you're making a plan to build that project up, and you're making a plan to make it become something, and then. Once it manifests itself, whatever it is, a painting, a, if you're writing something, um a drawing, any type of art craft that you do, um a new job, a project you're working at at job, painting your house. <laughs> anything has to start at that there's nothing point, the new moon, and it has to build up and it has to build its way to being complete. You know, it's a step by step process, um, but that's with anything in life and Once that, once it's complete, that's when you can really look at it and see it for what it is. Because you look at it from this, a completed project is 100% off from just starting the project. It, It might not even look like the same project once you complete it. So once it's complete... Once that moon is full, once that veil is lifted and the illusion is brought to the forefront and things manifest themselves, that's when you really start seeing it for what it is. You know, that beautiful painting you created is now all the subtleties that you put into it. You know, it's more than just the painting. It's The colors you used, it's the brush strokes you used, it's the highlighting, it's the shadowing, it's the style overall. It's everything falling into place together to bring you this bigger picture that you didn't see before when the painting was half done. And now that it's complete, you see all those little subtleties, you see the imperfections, and you see... You know, the hair of the brush that got stuck in the paint and it just adds to it. You see the way the artist stroked his brush and just the passion that got put into the art, or the words that you're reading in your book. I guarantee had been rewritten a hundred (laughs) times before you got the chance to see the final project. If you went back and you read the rough draft of your favorite book, it would probably be almost a completely different book. But then when you're reading it in its full moon stage, in its fully manifested stage, it's perfect with its imperfections. It's perfect with Everything that's been adjusted to it, it's what the artist wanted. It's what the writer wanted. And you don't get that in the stages. You don't get that at the crescent stage or the new stage or the half stage. You get the full taste of it once it fully manifests itself. Once it's released and this is it, this is the product, this is the full moon, this is the... Fruits of my labor, the thing that I've been trying to manifest. So, but you gotta work toward it. You know, if you are an artist, if you are a writer or a craftsman of some sort, you have to finish the project. Cause too often I myself, people get discouraged. You know, like when I'm writing something and I'm reading over it and I'm going, oh. Who wrote this? Like a (laughs) 12-year-old? Did a child write this? And I don't like. And I, I delete it. I throw it. I start a new project. And it's a habit I personally am trying to get out of. And I work toward it. And it's a habit that a lot of people should work toward getting out of because at that point where you're throwing away your project, it's only it's at the new moon stage. It might even be at just the crescent stage, but. You know, you've got to see it evolve. You've got to see it grow, and you've got to see it really manifest itself at that completion point. Because what you're looking at and throwing away now might be somebody's saving grace in the future once it manifests itself. It might be that artwork that saves somebody's life. It might be that book that captivates somebody in a time in their life where they needed that captivation. Where they needed to be taken away from this world and brought into a new world. And the only way to do that is through your words. And they're never going to hear your words or read your words or see your artwork if you don't manifest it. If you don't really finish it if you don't put it out there if you're just leaving things half done and throwing them to the garbage heap nothing's ever going to manifest itself for you or for the world we're in this together it's not just a me game it's we're working together game the devil in this deck like somebody wearing a bison costume um it's pretty big it's the whole bison head and they've got the the fur draped over their back and they're holding kind of a torch and um of course the devil has horns and but um and there's two dancing masked tribesmen in the back holding some type of sword with spikes on it. A ceremonial sort, I'm sure. You know, they are wearing the ceremonial headdresses, but um the devil What do you think of when you think of the devil? A lot of people will think evil manipulative. Lying. And he could the devil could very well mean all those things. But um the devil could very well mean That we are living a lie. We are living in that evilness. We are living in that fabricated world. And it's time that we kind of take stand, take charge, and we get out of it. We got to break it. You know, Um, let the devil do his thing. And we got to break free from those chains that kind of bind us to the way we think we're supposed to do things that's kind of what the devil and tarot teaches you um because the devil even through lore i mean strictly speaking we'll talk we'll look at the bible we'll look at christianity and what they believe in the devil um from the i'm gonna kind of pick it apart as it's a book i don't know what your beliefs are whoever's listening um I'm not going to take apart your beliefs or anything, but just straight from the Bible as a book, the one thing the devil wants to do is just to keep you from worshiping God. That's it. That's all he wants to do. (laughs) You know, inherently, he's not evil. Inherently, he's not this bad guy. You know, he's not giving you horrible things. The reason Christians see it as horrible things is because he's introducing quote-unquote sin into the world, you know. The devil just wants you to be happy. The devil wants you to break from those tight binds that have you just stuck there, you know, stuck into this world, stuck into this society. And just how often are you sitting there with your uniform on, your fake smile, you know, wearing your mask of the world, and you're just, you're almost listening to your true self inside you just fade away, just in the distance, like, hey, I'm here, let me out, let me out, let me out. and your true self is just hiding, and the, the devil card just reminds you, don't do that, <laughs> don't hide that, let it out, break those binds, the devil wants you to be the truest you that you are, you know, the devil card's reminding you that you aren't bound by society, you aren't bound by the ridiculous expectations of this world. The only thing that matters is if you are happy, healthy, (laughs) and just a decent person in general. The, The devil doesn't ask you to be a jerk. The devil doesn't ask you to be evil. The devil doesn't urge you to go out and cause trouble. The devil just reminds you that there's more to this world than being tied down. By society, than being chained down and held back. So, if there's something that calls you, if there's something that you feel that you need to do, you need to go do it. You know, you need to break these chains and you need to set yourself free. You need to fly free. And I, I think the devil goes perfectly with the moon card. Um, the moon's manifesting illusions the the full moon comes and the veil is lifted and things are manifested and we need to take that time (laughs) once that veil is lifted we can't just stay here we can't just stay here chained and say well that's how it is this is how it is and then the moon's gonna cycle again and we're gonna forget all about it until the next time the veil is lifted And then, how long are we just going to be chained here and bound to this society, to this way of life? Because I don't know about you, but the way the world is nowadays, there are a lot of illusions manifesting themselves, you know, showing themselves. And we are seeing them now as illusions. I mean, everything from, you know, I can only speak on the American front because I'm not so sure what's going on in other countries, but. On the American front, I know for a fact that there are chemicals and additives in our food that other countries like Germany refuse to even put in their food. They don't even entertain the idea it's been made illegal <laughs> because of how poison it is that America still just throws into their food and into our beverages. You know, all the coloring additives, all the additives in our food to make it look brighter and prettier and smell a little bit better and fake flavors that go into our quote-unquote treats (laughs) you know that are supposed to be healthy like healthy fruit snacks filled with additives preservatives and fake flavors made from chemical components in a lab that are known to cause cancer in abundance and people think oh well it's just a minuscule amount it's not gonna hurt you and it's like you're right Once in a while, a minuscule amount's not going to hurt you, you know. A soda here and there is not going to kill you. A diet soda here and there is not going to kill you. But you know what? If you drink diet soda multiple times a day, every day, for your whole life, like I know some people do, that small amount of aspartame that you're drinking per serving, that's, (laughs) you know, you're drinking it tenfold. You know, you're drinking it 20-fold, and it's like you're drinking it every day. Constantly, you're adding aspartame into your body, and aspartame can have a negative effect. Um, I like using cyanide as an example because you can take a tiny, 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 minuscule microdose amount of cyanide. It won't kill you. And, you know, you can work toward taking a bigger dose. And that way, you know, your body kind of builds up a tolerance. But need I say that taking cyanide isn't good for you? (laughs) Need I say that taking an abundance of cyanide is not good? Taking any amount of cyanide is not good for you. And that's a little of an extreme fact, but not really, because that's the shit that is being put into our food that's the stuff that's being put into our water and in our beverages and you know when we go to the store and you know well i'm gonna eat healthy and you buy a nice pretty red juicy beautiful steak well it's not supposed to look like that it's the chemicals making it look like that you know your chicken that's you know the chicken breast that's bigger than my head that's not a chicken (laughs) you know that is a once was a chicken but now it is a steroid and hormone fueled piece of poultry that's all it is and you know that saying we are what we eat we are what we eat and it's like and that's just, this is just talking the food and beverage industry that illusion that's coming to light i mean there's so many full moon moments where illusions are just showing themselves where things are manifesting especially lately in America you know our great and wonderful leaders who turns out hey a lot of us were right you know the people who got called crazy while we were in high school or the people who got called you know well you just gotta trust your government you just gotta trust your government and turns out they were listening to us the whole time You know, they were taking illegal recordings through our smartphones and our smart TVs and, you know, monitoring us on the internet. Turns out they were doing that. (laughs) Wow, what are the odds? And still, nobody did anything about it. Americans just sat there. You know, the illusion was brought to the forefront and we just sat here and did nothing. (laughs) You know? And it's it's things like that that are happening happening constantly, from all the way to the 2000 pre previous to the 2016 election. But I'm just talking recently from the 2016 election with Donald Trump. The way the Democrats acted for those four entire years, or well, about five years, because they started before he was even elected, <laughs> and they kept going a little bit after he was out, but five years Americans did nothing they complained they slandered they came up with all sorts of stories and they bashed and they abused (laughs) not only um ex President Trump but people who supported him and then four years later after he got out oh, oh, oh and they blamed the russians <laughs> and anybody who denied it it's like oh you got to see the facts you got to see the facts but then president biden was voted in in my opinion in the most sketchy hidden conspiracy way like something wasn't right considering that the democrats didn't have uh A single candidate for four years because they were too busy crying about Trump. And then, all of a sudden, Biden comes out, doesn't know where he is, doesn't know who he's talking to or what he's talking about. And so many things were proven about that. You know, people talking into his ear, telling him what to say and what to do. And... You know, people actually running. And it's not just Biden either. It was Trump. You think Trump was your president? I hate to break it to you. Trump wasn't your president. Bush wasn't your president. Obama wasn't your president. JFK was never your president. <laughs> but it's the people like JFK. Who they don't want in control. So People like Obama. I mean, Trump, who spoke his mind and was very blunt about things that they don't want in control. But... The fact is, everything that went through from the 2016 election, the same exact thing happened in the 2020 election when Biden was voted in. It's just the roles reversed. Now, the liberals are saying, oh, the Russians, the liberals are saying, count the votes and you know this, that, the other thing, and lies and corruption. And the Democrats are going, that's impossible. It doesn't happen. You can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And it's real funny because... Just a few years ago, they were doing the same exact thing. (laughs) So this is that ass-backwards shit that I'm talking about. These are the illusions that I'm talking about coming to the forefront where you guys need to realize that Trump, Biden, Democrat, Republican, Bernie Sanders, (laughs) all of them, it does not matter. (laughs) it does not matter you know they are the people they are the face trump was a face biden is a face and that's all they are they are a puppet to the people behind them and that illusion is really coming forward you know the moon is really shining on on that that is (laughs) we need to and we need to do something as the american people you know we we've gotten completely lost in the sense that you know we feel stuck we 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 feel stuck and bound by society when we can do something about it you know excusing all my opinions on society as a whole anyway but humans Americans seem to have forgotten you know about the American constitution and we're letting our government pick it apart and change it and rewrite it, and we're forgetting one of the most important things is that the American government doesn't own us, they don't control us, they aren't our leaders, so to speak. They are a governing body, and we run them, we control the government, we are the government's bosses, kind of like how we are the bosses of the police. Police are supposed to be public servants, not (laughs) running around with their head full of power, you know, giving guns to 20-something-year-olds who just fresh got out of boot camp, and now they're being told, go out there with a fresh trigger finger. You know, we own them. And the American people forgot that because i think we got too complacent with oh i gotta work nine to five and then i gotta go to my six to two job you know it's people are working two three jobs just to make ends meet and they are working constantly because the value of a dollar means diddly squat and the more you work the more taxes you're paying to your precious government who is using your taxes for I'm sure nefarious gains. But, um, that illusion needs to be broken. Because there's a whole wide world out here. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to tell you where I am, but I'm technically not supposed to be here. I'm not on anyone's property. I'm in the woods. (laughs) I'm in nature. But I'm supposedly not allowed to be here. It's illegal to be here. You know, because it's possible, somehow it is possible to own the earth. You know, you can't own the earth. You know, somebody's private land where they live and they have their garden is one thing. But these wide open, <laughs> these just beautiful pieces of nature, you know, it's nobody's yard, it's nobody's property. And they're cordoned off. They're illegal. You can't be here. And how do you do that? How do you get away with that? How do we let them get away with that? Because that's the big thing. We let them. Uh, We can blame the government all we want. And I'm going to blame the government. But I'm also going to blame the people. Because we let them do this. We let them take control. You know, while we're bickering with each other over who has the nicest sports car, whose skin's better, what gender's better, you know, what I have in my pants is better than what's in your pants, and my religious belief is better than your religious belief. Well, we're fighting with each other over all that stuff. The leaders of the world, the true leaders of the world, you know, that shadow government that's sitting there, Who hasn't come to light quite yet. They're controlling. They're passing laws and they're passing bills that we can't fix. That we can't turn around. And they're doing it right under our nose. And it's going to be a matter of time before the only thing we can do is start a revolution. And the only way we can win a revolution... As if, by chance, the American military defects against the American government and actually helps the American people. Or if we somehow get an abundance of military-grade weapons. Because, not for nothing, a revolution on a war front can't be fought. Uh, my uncle tells me this all the time. We talk about it. It's, a, it's not Redcoats versus Yankees anymore. We're not shooting muskets at each other. It's like, now it's like we can... What at best, get a semi-automatic rifle. And then, what are they doing? They're sniping us from two miles away. (laughs) They're dropping an atomic bomb. (laughs) They're rolling through the streets with tanks and Humvees and rocket launchers and fully automatic weaponry with bullets bigger than your body. (laughs) And we have essentially what would be pea shooters compared to that. So, and we're losing that battle. It's the things like that that is going to be the end of this world as we know it. As we know it. I'm not saying the end of the world. I mean, that'll come soon. That'll come at some point, too. But the end of the world as we know it. You know, we already saw it with the beginning of coronavirus, how quickly people are just to jump and say okay and stay inside and follow curfews and wear a mask and you know there's a fine line between keeping people safe and controlling people i mean should you wear a mask if you're sick i think you should wear a mask if you're sick anyway my opinion i think you should wear a mask if you're sick so that way you're not spreading your germs i mean i don't think you should go out if you're sick Uh, Unless you absolutely have to, you know, a lot of people don't have a choice, but if you have to go to the market to get your medicine, just wear a mask. I I mean, I don't want you spreading your germs (laughs) all over my products that I'm looking at anyway, but to force people, to force people to wear a mask, to force people to get a vaccine, to make people prove that they have a vaccine, that's over the line. Not once in my life, I'm not even going to ask a question because I know the answer, unless you're in healthcare or unless you travel to a different country, but not once in my life have I ever had to prove that I had any vaccination to go shopping, to go to a concert, to go visit my neighbor not once and neither have you like i said unless you're in health care you know and you've got to have that proof that you had the vaccinations that's different you're in healthcare, you know unless you're traveling to a different country that's different you're traveling to a different country you know i i don't want diseases from other countries coming over here either that's different but too i'm not i don't travel to other countries you know, it's I don't work in the healthcare industry. I don't even get the flu vaccine. How are you going to force me to get the COVID vaccine? When if the COVID vaccine was so good anyway, and if it was working, why are all of a sudden we going to have to start wearing masks all over again? Why all of a sudden is Do you need proof? (laughs) Does everybody need to get the vaccine? If the vaccine was working so good, the people who had the vaccine shouldn't have to worry. That's how a vaccine works, you know? It's like, that's how we eradicated measles and smallpox and polio. But you can't get rid of the flu. Can't seem to get rid of COVID. And on that front, I'd like to know personally, if any, whoever's out there listening to this, write me, email me, find me on social media, talk to me, something. Since COVID started, I want to know how many cases of the flu that you've heard about. How many people you know that have gotten the flu? You know, how many, how many cases of the flu have you heard? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't heard about one single case of the flu since COVID started. I've heard people compare COVID to the flu, but I haven't heard about anyone getting the flu. You know, I've heard a lot of you know, people dying from unrelated things and people putting it in the paperwork as COVID. And I guarantee a lot of people have gotten the flu and they just put it they just marked it down as COVID. I can almost guarantee it, because it's a control factor. I mean, I'm not denying that COVID isn't real. I'm sure COVID's a real thing, because not for nothing, coronavirus was already a thing. You know, people freak out when COVID-19 first started, and they were calling it coronavirus. And you can see human coronavirus on the back of Lysol cans from... 2016, (laughs) you know, and it's like, wow, were they prepared? It's like, no, because the flu is a coronavirus. And see where I'm getting at? (laughs) The flu is a coronavirus. COVID-19 is just another variant of the coronavirus. And like I said, how many people have gotten the flu? and We've just marked it as COVID-19. It's a fair tactic. It's a way to get people to jump. It's a way to get people to say, okay, because once the government says... You have curfews now, you can't be outside without a mask, you can't go into buildings without a vaccine, you can't do this, you can't do that at this time, and people are going to jump and they're going to say, okay, my precious government says so, when just a few years earlier you were complaining about your government and how you don't trust them and you can't trust them and they're pulling the wool over our eyes, and it's like that illusion keeps breaking. The veil keeps lifting and the American people keep on sitting back down. Binding the chains around their ankles and saying, well, I'm stuck here. You're doing it to yourself. We are doing it to ourselves. We need to stand up. Because this is the only world we have. Human beings. Homo sapiens. The top of the species. The the Homo who made it through. He beat out his Neanderthal brothers. All the other subspecies of humans. And we rose to the top. Through our intellect and our ability to use tools and plan cities. And here we are. We pride ourselves as the most intelligent species on this planet. But how do you label intelligence? How do you measure that? Do you measure intelligence? Is intelligence based off... How you live are based off of what you can do to survive or your ability to use tools, your ability to build. Because is it the species who destroys and poisons their own planet, their own habitat? The ones who poison their food, their very food and beverages the one who defect against natural medicine and decide to put man-made chemicals in your body with a million side effects you know essentially just poison is it is it those who are the most intelligent of the species or is it the ones living in the earth eating natural foods not polluting the water or the planet, not warring with each other so intently that we're dropping man-made devices that split the very atom that creates us and extends that power 200 times and poisons the earth in the process. Because I don't think it's that species. It's not humans. Humans aren't the most intelligent species on this planet. That intellect that we have is a false variant to whatever our nature is supposed to be. You know, something at some point in Homo sapiens' brain clicked, and it clicked the wrong way. Society is only 6,000 years old. Humans have been around for 6 million, so that put that into perspective, civilization's only been around for around 6,000 with the ancient Sumerians. And if you listen to their stories, or you read their stories, and their accounts, and about the Anunnaki, and the Anunnaki coming down... You know, their planet was, their atmosphere was depleting of gold and they needed the gold in their atmosphere. So they were on a search and they found Earth, right? Beautiful, right? Beautiful nature place full of creatures, big and small, and just resources. More than you can shake your fist at. In my opinion, I think the Martians were already here either studying the earth or doing something. And when the Anunnaki showed up, I think there was a fight over resources. That's how it always is. There's always a fight over resources. Because if... Well, before I get into it, the Anunnaki showed up, they wanted the gold. And they were too busy dealing with the Martians that they took great apes, you know, and they made crossbreeds between Anunnaki and gray apes. Um, you can look. I think it's chromosome 23 or chromosome 24. Don't mark my words on that, but one of those chromosomes is just fused in such a specific, intentional way. But, you know, they created Neanderthal humans they, to get into the mines and, you know use the tools to harvest the gold and lug the ore and do all the heavy lifting while you know we as a species i believe we come from cro magnums they were made to be the city planners you know the the supervisors and they were taught how to plan cities and build buildings and i think that's why we ended up surviving out is because we were taught all that by the Anunnaki but the fact of the matter is if you believe that we aren't a natural human you know we were a a tool we were a slave race created by another race for their beneficial gain and then we were just left here to survive the only way we know how to survive as hybrid creatures (laughs) you know built society how we were taught to build society but a lot of believers that some of the Anunnaki are still here I think they are I think they're still here trying to dumb us down because we can get into talking about the third eye and our natural ability and All that. I can save that for another episode. We're going on the 40 minute mark. That'll just be another hour conversation itself. But. There's a lot more. To this world that we don't know. It's a big world. It's a mysterious world. I mean, things are hidden from us. I, and that's been proven. That's not even me just being a conspiracist. I'll bring back, you know, when Edward Snowden came out and blew the whistle on the NSA. Like, a lot of people thought I was crazy talking about how the government's watching Anyone who talked you talk about how the government's watching you and listen to you, they were crazy. Until it came to light. I said, holy crap, it's true. You know, how many times has our government been caught doing sketchy shit? And then nothing happens. Nothing happens. We catch them doing sketchy shit we go, oh, wow, the conspiracy theorists were right. Then what? Well, we don't do anything about it. (laughs) And then we look at the conspiracy theorists again we just call them crazy again. When are we going to learn to figure out that this world is an illusion? This government is an illusion. They're not here for us. They're not our friends. They're not telling us the truth. You know? And that's not even in America. The Vatican, its own entity there in Italy, they have a hall of records, a hall of knowledge, secret, hidden, hidden away, blocked off to the public eye, where they go in and, like, when that chambers were found under the Sphinx foot. They moved on in, they took everything out of there, and they packed it away, and they kicked everyone out, and they took it to the Vatican. You know, things inside the pyramid, you know, hidden books of knowledge. They just take and they hide it. And this is the stuff that would open the doors, open people's minds to all these illusions, but it's also the stuff that would bring the fabric of society down to its knees. It's the stuff that would bring the church down to rubble. It's the stuff that would just change the world for the better, but not for the people in control. That's what we need to remember. There are people in control of this world. And they want to stay in control. But they can't stay in control if we know the truth. If we lift that veil... I mean, it's kind of like The Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Except the man behind the curtain was kind of a scared little old guy, and he meant well for the most part. But Except the man behind the real curtain is a hundred times more sketchy and schemey and evil than the person we're presented with i mean imagine that we're presented with people like obama trump biden and the person behind the curtains worse than that (laughs) you know i think that's all i got for today folks um thank you so much for joining me I hope you enjoy my rambles, learn something. Um, I'm working on that website still. I'm looking into making a Patreon where I want to release bonus episodes. I want to talk about very specific things. I want to open the door on stuff like Bigfoot, chupacabra. Are the aliens real? You know, let's talk about the Greys, the Anunnaki, the reptilians. You know, we'll talk about things like the ancient Egyptian. You know, shadow government. I'm sorry, the name just completely blanked out of my mind. Um, we'll talk about all that stuff in great detail. Not a rambling. I want to script it out. Get some people on there. Get some testimonies. Not just what's off the top of my head. Really offer you something with a little bit more to chew than just my general ramblings. But um I do want to speak about that for a second though. The that Egyptian Secret Society. Ah oh, the name's just off the tip of my tongue now but you know that's just a common fact. It's a common place in history that you know the pharaohs and stuff like that they were they had advisors, so to speak. And these advisors were the people running everything. Where the people telling them, you know, especially like you look at King Tut. He, how old was he? He was a child when he became Pharaoh. <laughs> and he died when he was 18, 19 years old. It's so like he wasn't running Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> a freaking eight-year-old, nine-year-old was not running Egypt. Especially one like King Tut, who was severely deformed, could barely speak had a clubbed foot and that's all from inbreeding honestly (laughs) as the royal families tend to do but you know and that's just that's on the book that's on the book as fact that there was a quote-unquote shadow government actually running egypt and people just scoff at that idea today and i leave you with that thought thank you so much for joining me in nature today with my native american tarot deck. i hope to see you next week have a good one